Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm chatting with Kara Walker, a certified infant and toddler sleep consultant and the founder of Well Rested Mama. Kara is a wife and mother of three, and she used gentle sleep training techniques on all three of her babies. She loves to talk about sleep and assist frustrated and sleep-deprived parents with their baby and toddler sleep issues. Kara knows the struggle of being a tired mom. By implementing a consistent daily schedule and routine, she helps parents create a positive sleep foundation for their family. Here on Chick Chat, we're all about getting a good and healthy night's sleep. But a question that many parents ask is, when should they transition their babies out of swaddles? And not only that, how can they do that smoothly and successfully? With Kara's experience and training, she's answering your questions and sharing her tips about swaddling. Let's welcome Kara. Hi, Kara. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course, absolutely. Well, Kara, we want to dive right in because as you know, sleep is a huge and important topic to all of us parents. Yes, it is. I am starting to realize that we are all experiencing the same issues. And it's just one of those things that once you start talking about it, you realize you're not alone. And so, you know, it's just the more we get into it, the more we realize that we all have so much in common. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to go through this with you. And uh, I say, let's go for it. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So our questions that we have for you. So when it comes to baby sleep, do you recommend swaddling our babies and why or why not? Absolutely. So I always tell people, you know, their biggest concern is if I swaddle my baby, you know, they're not going to be able to sleep on the go or it's going to cause them to rely on that swaddle for sleep. Um, And I always try to have them remember like baby has been in your belly for nine months, right? Like they are snug, they're curled up and they are sleeping the majority of that time. So when they come out, the world is new. Um, everything has changed for them. So that is something that we can provide them that gives them that sense of security. So, you know, definitely swaddling your baby is going to promote that amazing daytime sleep. And we all know that the more sleep baby gets during the day, the longer those stretches are going to be at night. Um, So, you know, the biggest thing with that is, you know, just making sure that you are creating that environment for them. And then, you know, like I said, it guides them in that direction. It keeps them safe and secure. And they really feel, you know, that coziness that allows them to take those really good naps. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Oh, my gosh. I'm a huge Swaddle fan. And I – so – As our listeners know, I've worked with parents as a postpartum doula, and I usually am like helping them learn how to swaddle with like a blanket or the different kinds of swaddles that can help them. Um, And dads are such good swaddlers. They like get it real nice and tight. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to know, Kara, from you, what are your favorite types of swaddles? And are there like certain brands you love and recommend? So I actually have a progression of different swaddles that I go through with my kiddos. And, you know, that's the amazing thing is there's so many products out there and all babies are different, right? So, you know, you have to really find what's going to work best. And, you know, like I said before, baby comes out and they're used to that super snug feeling. So my initial go-to is the Velcro swaddle. So Halo makes a great one. 
you're really able to get, unless you're a swaddle pro, you know, with the, with the receiving blankets, the Velcro wings are just, you can get that baby nice and snug and really give them that sense of security. And then as baby progresses, you know, and they're, you know, they're awake more and stuff like that. There's so many different options that allow the flexibility, such as the love to dream, right? The zip up swaddles, you know, that their arms are still in inside, but they have that flexibility to move around. Um, so, you know, trying all the different ones, I always find that the younger the baby, the more snug they want to be. And then as they grow, giving them that freedom to move around, you know, is amazing, but they still are protected from that startle, which is going to cause them to wake up and disrupt their nap. Yes. So those are, you know, some of my favorites. I have three kiddos and I just have always found that starting with the Velcro, you know, those halo sleep sacks and then transitioning into you know, the more loose ones that um, love to dream so baby can have their hands by their ears is really a nice progression. And those are kind of just the brands that I really cling to. I mean, I know there are so many out there. And honestly, you know, just like anything, you can find anything that you love. But those just happen to be, you know, the two that I really find myself going to and recommending to my friends who are, you know, claim that their baby hates the swaddle. I'm like, Oh, no, you got to try this. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, they're like, that was amazing. Because you know, they're just like, they're just kind of dummy proof, you know, they've, they've checked all the boxes, and they just help you just swaddle your baby and move on. And I think that's what I love the most about them. I totally agree. (laughs) They make it so much easier, especially when you're a sleep deprived parent and you're like, no, I just need this to be easier and help me go back to sleep. I will say the swaddle me's are really good Velcro ones too. So the swaddle me like Velcro. Oh my gosh. Those are awesome. So yeah, these, these are great brands. I love hearing what other people recommend too. So it's so helpful. And, and Kara, when do you recommend a baby be swaddled? Is it just at bedtime? Is it nap times too? Is it all day? Like when can we start swaddling our babies and when should they be swaddled? Okay. So this is kind of like a two-way question. Um, you know, you, you want your baby sleeping in the same environment, regardless of bedtime or nap time, right? Recreating that same situation each time is really going to help them identify like, okay, it is time for me to sleep the biggest, not only does the swaddle help them with their startle and their twitches, it's also like signals to their brain that sleep is coming, right? So it gives them a kind of a clue and they know, and you know, you're implementing a little bit of the same routine each time. And it really helps their bodies sync to those times that they know that they're supposed to be sleeping. So with that being said, you know, a newborn baby, they sleep a lot, right? Like all day. So The biggest thing about, you know, having your baby swaddled so much because, you know, like I said, they're sleeping at night, so they're swaddled and then they're sleeping most of the day. So they're swaddled. We want to make sure that they're safely swaddled. So, and it's not hindering their growth or their development or anything like that. And what that looks like, you know, is, you know, you swaddle baby and then you make sure that your your hand can fit 
in the chest, right? So if you're sticking it to at their neck and down, make sure your hand can fit in there. And then also there's a reason that swaddles like that halo sack, even the Ollie, they're loose at the bottom, right? They call it a wearable blanket. You want to make sure baby's hips and legs can fully move. So as long as you are checking those things and making sure that, you know, the swaddle is put on correctly, baby can be swaddled for all of their designated sleeping times. Right. And that's such an interesting tip that you said about, you know, the hand placing of, you know, on the chest, because I know that a lot of parents have told me, no, Nina, my baby is a ninja and it will get out. Yeah. I just know it. Like there's no way. So what is your tip regarding that? If you're, you know, also checking that, you know, your hand can, can fit there. So is when your hand can fit in there, you're essentially just making sure it's not too tight and there's enough space, right? So you have to imagine their arms are down. So the tightening of those Velcro wings, for example, are going to be lower on their bodies where the, where it's getting keeping their arms nice and snug to where that little bit of wiggle room right at their chest isn't going to be where they're breaking from. When they're breaking out, it's not tight enough that they're getting their arms out. Right. Yeah. Okay. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So Kara, how long then should a baby be swaddled in the day? Because obviously not like bedtime, it's like business. You are sleeping, little one. We are feeding you, changing you if we have to, and putting you back down <laughs> to bed. Right. But for, for daytime, how long should a baby be swaddled? So, you know, typically when a baby is taking more than one nap a day, we want to cap that nap at two hours. So the longest that your baby should be swaddled in a single period of time during the day would be that two-hour mark, right? So then okay. after that two-hour mark, you're unswaddling them you're giving them that break, whether you're doing tummy time or the feed or anything like that, you're guaranteeing yourself most likely 40 to, especially in the newborn stage, 40 to 90 minutes of a swaddle free period. So then you're basically repeating that motion throughout the day. Um, so I, you know, an easy way to kind of just like measure that would be you know, a really newborn baby, I would say the most that they are swaddled during the daytime would come out to be about five or six hours, given those wake times, given those hour and a half to two hour naps throughout the day. And then, you know, as they get older, their wake times are expanding, right? So they're awake longer. And then you're, you slowly push those naps out. So as they're developing and their bodies are requiring that mobility, they're not sleeping that much during the day anyway, right? So the, right. Da the daytime sleep is lessening when, you know, all of that stuff kind of comes into play. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, you know, this kind of leads me to my next question, a perfect segue, because as you said, when they're growing and developing, they'll be sleeping less during the daytime. So with that progression of, you know, this different sleep patterns, tell us about the progression of swaddling. When should the swaddle weaning process begin? So it is so important that you are you know, weaning your little one out of the swaddle the second they start to show signs of rolling. Okay. So, you know, you have to imagine your baby's swaddled. They're super tight in that, 
you know, device, whether it is the Otley or the Halo, their arms are secured. So if they're capable of rolling over at that point, now they're immobile. We, we have to get them out of that situation and we don't ever want them to be stuck in that position. So, you know, during tummy time, if you even notice that they're just making that shift, right? Like they're close, they haven't done it yet. That's when you really want to start thinking about making that transition. And there's a couple ways to do it. And I know this is like so scary for people because they're always, you know, the second they figure out the sleep and the naps are good, baby starts rolling. And now they're like, oh, you're kidding. I cannot get rid of this swaddle. They will never (laughs) sleep. And the panic sets in. So, you know, (laughs) it's just... I always tell people they're going to be okay, right? Like, have you ever met an adult that is swaddled? Like, we all figure it out. So, you know, there's a couple ways to go about it. And, you know, the first way would just be cold turkey, removing that swaddle and just giving it a couple nights until baby has adjusted. I could count on one hand how many people would want to choose that option because it's so (laughs) terrifying. Um, So, you know, it's easier to say that that's an option, but everyone's like, yeah, okay, we're not doing that. So moving on to the next option would be teaching them how to sleep without it, right? And, you know, I always tell people it's so important that you identify that you're teaching them something. So it's going to be slow and, you know, you have to give them grace and understand that this is new to them. So that would look something like, you know, one arm out and then keeping the other arm swaddled in the swaddle and giving them a couple nights, you know, um, to adjust to that, that feeling of having an arm loose. And, you know, I will say this typically happens and, you know, of course all babies are different, but this typically happens in the four to five month range where that startle is kind of drifting, right? It's not, they're not experiencing that much. So the fear of them startling themselves awake at this point is probably, you know, should be going down just because the, the developmentally that is disappearing. So giving them that time to have that one arm out, they get the feeling of it. Um, once you notice that, you know, everything seems to be on track, they're, they're almost not affected by it, then you can take that second arm out. You know, I always try to tell people, once you get that second arm out, you don't necessarily want to jump to that sleep sack. You want to still give them that tightness around their torso, right? So they can still feel it. They're still snug, but now their arms are out. So they're also getting used to sleeping with their arms free. With that being said, you can also use that technique before baby starts to roll. And that is more of, you know, for the mom who is just like, wants to get the ball rolling and really wants to teach them how to make that transition before it's 100% necessary because they're just too nervous that it's everything's going to explode. So, you know, that would be, you know, taking one arm out and, you know, let's say baby, you put baby to bed at seven, right? And they make it three hours with one arm out. Then at that point, you're going to go in and you're going to completely swaddle them up again. And then each night, you just see how long they make it with that one arm out. So you're kind of gradually adding the time and then rescuing them with that full swaddle at the point that they wake up in the night. So you're kind of exposing them to it, but you're not necessarily, you're still saving them, if that makes sense. Um, so that's, you know, always an option too. And then, you know, Once they are out, right, like you can start to 
take that torso snugness away because you know, like they're sleeping with their arms out, um, especially if they're rolling, you know, they get, they're so used to it. I would just make that transition to a sleep sack. If they're struggling, there are so many products out there that help with this transition. And not only do they help with the transition, they avoid the transition, right? So like (laughs) you can kind of pretend like it's not happening. And that is going to be, you know, the magic Merlin. Okay. And I'm sure, you you know, you've heard of it. So many moms love it. Tell us what this is for the listeners who don't know what the magic Merlin is. This is basically a marshmallow suit, right? Like (laughs) it is a three layered suit that provides baby with so much comfort that they, you know, need because it helps muffle their twitches, their movements. They're not startling but it it's it keeps them flat. So baby can actually be in this suit until they can roll in the suit. So if baby's rolling on the floor during tummy time but not in the suit, they can still be in the suit, which is amazing. It buys you a little bit more time. My personal favorite is the zippity zip. I don't know if you ever experienced yes. it. Yes. Um, it's one of those magical Shark Tank yeah, <laughs> devices. I, say, I, think I first yes. found them on Shark Tank. Yes. <laughs> and the reason I love it is because it's you the baby can move more, right, than the Magic Merlin. They're not right. stiff to the bed. Um, and it's safe for them to move. So, you know, it protects them from that startle. But at the same time, if they roll, they can roll in it. They can crawl in it. They can pull to stand in it. So it it avoids, it does everything that a swaddle does, except it's safe for them for when they are reaching those milestones, which for me, it just made me feel so much better. It took all the worry away. And honestly, I never had to do the transitions out of the swaddle because I transitioned into that and you know, my babies were in that until like nine months old. Right. They just loved it. So, you know, obviously everyone's different. Every baby's different. But, you know, there's just so many different ways that I think, you know, makes it nice that you can choose and you can see. But I always tell people if something's not working, there's always another option. Right. Um, and that's just, you know, the best thing too. Yeah. No. So, okay. Let me see if I can repeat what you said to make sure yeah. I understood. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're saying as soon as you see signs of baby rolling over, um, so typically anywhere between four and six months, you're going to want to start transitioning your baby from the swaddle to either one arm out. You said that you can do like that rescue in the middle of the night if they do only sleep for three hours and then go in and re-swaddle them until they can make it the full night with one arm out and then slowly transitioning into a second arm out and then still keeping like their midsection swaddled. So there's actually, like you said, love to dream. You can actually zip off the sleeves and nested bean as well. You can zip off the sleeves. So it's the same swaddles, but you can remove the sleeves once they start getting used to one arm out, then a second arm out. And then once they have fully turned over and made that transition, you can then switch them to sleeping bags or sleep sacks. And yeah, did I, did I get that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You did great. (laughs) Perfect. And I will say to the mamas who are listening, you know, 
hopefully you're using other sleep methods or sleep cues to help your baby and not just relying on a swaddle. So if you have like, you know, your blackout curtains and a pacifier or white noise machine, like all of those things work together. So hopefully your baby isn't just 100% reliable on a swaddle. Is that correct? Yes. The sleep environment is going to be huge when it comes to baby sleep. Right. And you know, everyone's so worried that their little one's going to be too, you know, used to sleeping in the dark and that, you know, their mom told them that, well, you slept and I was vacuuming in the middle of the living room. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, we get it. But like, you know, giving that baby that perfect environment is what is going to help them reach that level of restorative sleep. Can a baby sleep anywhere? Absolutely. But most of the time that nap is going to be one sleep cycle because once they wake up, you know, they see what's going on, they're out there, it's really hard for them to fall back into that next sleep cycle. Whereas if they're in their room, a dark place, it's set up for sleep, you just have a better chance of just lengthening those naps and really getting them the daytime sleep that they need, you know, for their development and their growth. Right. No, I love that. I love that. And I love hearing, you know, your take on this because some people will say only swaddle at night because daytime, we want them to realize it's day and uh, we don't want them to be drifting off to sleep too much. So hearing that it's okay to do this during the daytime for naps um, to establish healthy sleep during the day, like you said, having a better, healthier, longer stretch during the day will also help for a better sleep at night, right? Absolutely. And I always tell people, your baby is going to know it's day the second that nap is over. Take them, open up the blinds, <laughs> take them into the living room, get them outside, like give them that daylight, that fresh air, all those things. That's how you can teach your baby that it's daytime. Right. right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. For night times, I'm always like, no, it's business. Like, yeah. They're hungry, keep the lights yes. off. Like, do not talk to yes. your baby. Like, just right. them, change them, burp them, put them down. Like, yes. it's not singing time, turn on the right. lights because then they're never going to sleep. No. Night. And you, you know, nighttime. And I always tell people, and I, if I'm being completely honest, my first baby, I would just unswaddle him, take his diaper off, use my flashlight on my phone, you know, ask my husband to get something, whatever it was. And it's like, you're being so invasive. Well, now I know you're being so invasive. You might as well tell him good morning, you know? And it's like, (laughs) now that I, you know, am in this and I'm just helping moms all the time, you know, I always just tell them you want, it's, you're in and you're out, right? Your business, you know, honestly, I always try to tell them you don't even want to change baby unless they have pooped during the night because that that whole process of unswaddling them and everything is just so invasive and you know you're trying to promote those long hour stretches so it's really important that you're just you know you're you're offering that feed and you know you're maximizing the feed but you also want to keep everything else very very minimal for sure yeah yeah, keep it boring yeah. at night. That's yes. for sure. Yes. And in daytime, yeah, I'm like, turn on the light. Yeah, you're clapping, you're in the car, you're <laughs> singing because you don't want them to fall asleep at a certain time. Like, we have all been there for sure. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. That's so awesome. Oh my goodness, Kara, this is great. So, do you have any like final thoughts or tips that you want to share with our listeners in regards to baby sleep? Yeah, I mean, I think my biggest piece of advice is just to really, you know, 
follow your instincts. You know, you, we all have that mom gut, right? And just, you know, not letting schedules and sleep and daytime and all that stuff stress you out because, you know, we just want to be, we all want to sleep, right? But we also want to make sure that we are promoting that sleep. So just like, you know, g- taking one day at a time, really, you know, if you notice that baby's tired, you can go through your day and really give them that daytime sleep that they need without getting so stressed out about the times. And, you know, everything is just, you can be flexible, but you can also, you know, guide them in the right direction. And I think that just like focusing on that and, you know, realizing that every day is not going to go perfectly, that, you know, your just main goal is to just promote that daytime sleep, get in those feeds, make sure baby is rested and happy and fed and everything else just falls into place. You know, like, of course, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, but I think one thing we all get so, you know, caught up in is just like, perfecting it all. And I think that takes away from so much. And it really, you know, our babies feed off of us. They know, you know, like they know when you're stressed. And, you know, if you, I always tell people, if you find yourself that you're stressed and baby hasn't slept, like do what you need to do, like wear that baby, cuddle that baby, you know, even if you have to hold that baby for a nap, like just get to a place where you're good and then start over. You know, like just one day at a time and just giving each other grace is going to get you so far in all of this for sure. You know? Amazing. I love that. That is so good. <laughs> it's just hard. You know, it's hard and you compare yourself. Well, my friends, you know, baby sleeps seven to seven. And, you know, it's just, it gets to be a lot, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I, I just... Sometimes I just try to help people realize that like we're in a season, you know, like we're going to miss waking up at night, which is crazy to say. But I mean, my little one's 18 months old and I'm already like, wait, he doesn't need me anymore. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like so true. So, yeah. I love that. Oh my goodness, Kara. And for the people who are listening and are like, okay, Kara, I've tried these things. Yeah, I know. I thought I, did. <laughs> I thought I did. Where can our listeners find you? So I am on Instagram and I am constantly posting tips and tricks and, you know, videos to help moms the best way that I can. And um, that is going to be Well Rested Mama. And of course, I, you know, my website, I offer all the different packages, but I always try to tell people to just start there, you know, like ask me questions. I'm constantly doing free Q and A's on Wednesdays and posting, like I said, the videos with things to try. And it goes a long way. If you could just, you know, it might just be something as simple as a schedule change, you know? And of course, obviously, like I said, you know, I always tell people you can circle back around. I offer all the packages to, you know, if you're ready and you're like, no, I've tried absolutely everything, you know, time to sleep train. I'm your girl for sure. But you know, the free, um, advice and the tips and just even having a community of people to see, you know, they're all commenting and you just realize that like, we are all doing the same thing, you know, and it's just nice to bring everyone together there. Ah, and I love that. I so appreciate that, that you are offering such helpful free content for, for moms so that they can start there and try and, you know, troubleshoot the things that they're currently experiencing. But if they're like, no, this is like, 
beyond everything that you've been talking about that they can still reach out to you for help. Of course. And, you know, I always tell people, and this is like a very strange analogy, but like all the information is out there, right? Like you can, it's like, you're going to start working out. You can find any workout on the internet. You can find anything, but that personal trainer that you need to actually make you do it is going to support you. So, you know, that is why I love offering the free advice because some people, that's all they need. They just need a little, tell me what to do this. Oh, I saw this video. I'm going to go do it. And now all of a sudden, like I'll get messages being like, Oh my God, that worked. Thank you so much. But it's okay. If that's not you, like Some people just need someone to ask questions to and be able to email and say, you know, my daughter did this last night at 11, 15 PM. Like, did I do the right thing? And that's where I think, you know, realizing that it's okay to ask for help. And that's what I'm here for. And that's what I love doing for sure. I love that. Oh my goodness, Kara. Thank you so much. This was great. And thank you for clarifying what is safe and recommended for swaddling our babies. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And for our listeners out there to learn more about Kara and to reach her, like she said, you can visit her website, www.wellrestedmamas.com or visit her on Facebook or Instagram accounts at wellrestedmama. Our team will be posting today's episode on our Baby Chick Facebook page. So if you have any questions about infant or toddler sleep or have stories of your own, we'd love to read them in the comments. And as always, if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat the baby chick podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review have a great week friends and happy napping